to the Earwig Review, episode 33. Um, I've been struggling this week um, in um, doing what I have to do. <sighs> Meaning... For some reason, I just can't seem to get it right. Um, and that involves me and my own judgment of myself. I think, um, I wonder how this is for, for other people out there, but you're always kind of looking at this idea that maybe you suck <laughs> and and maybe you're not good at writing maybe you're not good at um at art um at the end of the day you know and and, and you know how that feels you have to if, if this is something you've you know um, tried doing, I mean, I can't imagine not, um, not knowing that side of things or that's just me. And, and that's just how I feel. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know, but I think what I'm able to kind of isolate in, uh, in this moment is that for, the better part of uh, a decade plus for the better part of like 15 years uh maybe maybe even longer if i dip into the the high school um you know life whatever uh i've spent a lot of time uh, feeling like I'm not good at doing what I um, what I do, meaning writing and all of the things that come with that. So. Let me read from an, from a book that I've been talking about the last couple of weeks that I'm slowly plugging away at. You can see it there, A Death in the Family, Carl Ove Nausgaard. Um, I think that at the same time, in, uh, along with feeling not um not good at what you do i also you you study other artists um and and you kind of sometimes there's one that takes your focus and you basically start studying their work and understanding their perspective in it and and you grow with it and that's an kind of ever-changing thing. Um, and definitely this guy is, uh, has my attention um, the last couple of weeks. And, and it's great. I'd really just look forward to continuing to read this book and whichever other ones I uh, can get to afterward. Excuse me. But um, I... I I think I talked about this last week or the week before, but the first time I saw his books in the library, I was offended by how big and many there were. I was like, what is it? Who is this guy writing these ridiculously long books? Um, <laughs> and, uh, but I totally, uh, am eating it up at this point. So let me read a, a small excerpt from the book. Um, this is about halfway through. 
I stopped at the front entrance, tapped in the code, and opened the door. Found my key while taking the few steps up to the first floor where my office was situated. The lift droned and I unlocked the door as quickly as I could, darted in, and closed it behind me. The sudden heat made the skin on my hands and face tingle. Outside, one of the numerous ambulances drove past with siren wailing. I put on some water for another cup of coffee, and while I was waiting for it to boil, I skimmed through what I had written so far. The dust hovering in the broad, angled shafts of light anxiously followed every tiny current in the air. The neighbor in the adjacent flat had begun to play the piano. The kettle hissed. What I had written was not good. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. I went to the cupboard, unscrewed the lid of the coffee tin, put two spoonfuls of coffee in the cup and poured the water, which rose up the sides, black and steaming. The telephone rang. I put the cup down on the desk and let the phone ring twice before I answered. Hello, I said. Hi, it's me. Hi. I was just wondering how things were going. Are you managing okay down there? She sounded happy. I don't know. It's only... I've only been here a few hours, I said. Silence. Are you coming home soon? You don't need to hassle me, I said. I'll come when I come. She didn't answer. Shall I buy something on the way? I asked at length. No, I've done the shopping. Okay, see you then. Right, bye. Hold it. Coco. Coco, I said. Anything else? No, that's all. Okay, bye. Bye. After putting down the receiver, I remained in the chair for a long while, sunk in something that was not thoughts nor feelings, more a kind of atmosphere, the way an empty room can have an atmosphere. When I absentmindedly raised the cup to my lips, I drank a mouthful of the coffee. I drank a mouthful and the coffee was lukewarm. I nudged the mouse to remove the screensaver and check the time. Six minutes to to three. Then I read the text I'd written again, cut and pasted it into my jottings file. I'd been working on a novel for five years, and so whatever I wrote could not be lackluster, and this was not radiant enough. Yet the solution lay in the existing text, I knew that. There was something in it I was after. It felt as if everything I wanted was there, but in a form that was too compressed. The germ of an idea that had set the text in motion was particularly important, namely that the action took place in the 1880s while all the characters and props were from the 1980s. For several years I had tried to write about my father, but it got nowhere, probably because the subject was too close to my life, and thus not so easy to force into another form, which of course is a prerequisite for literature. That is its sole law. Everything has to submit to form. If any of literature's other elements are stronger than form, such as style, plot, theme, if any of these take control over form, the result is poor. That is why writers with a strong style often write poor books. That is also why writers with strong themes so often write poor books. Strong themes and styles have to be broken down before literature can come into being. It is this breaking down that is called writing. Writing is more about destroying than creating. No one knew that better than Rimbo. The remarkable thing about him was not that he arrived this, at this insight at such a disturbingly, disturbingly young age, but that he applied it to life as well. For Rimbo, everything was about freedom, in writing and in life. And it was because freedom was paramount that he could put writing behind him, or perhaps even had to put writing behind him because it too became a curb on him that had to be destroyed. Freedom is like destruction plus movement. Another writer to realize this was Axel Sandemos. His tragedy was that he was only able to enact the latter in literature, not in life. He destroyed and never moved on from what he destroyed. Rimbo went to Africa. A sudden subconscious impulse made me look up and I met the gaze of a woman. She was sitting in a bus opposite the window. Night had begun to fall and the sole source of light in the room was the desk lamp, which must have attracted attention from outside, as it would a moth. When she realized that I had seen her, she averted her eyes. I got up and went over to the window, loosened the blinds, and lowered them. As the bus moved off, it was time to go home. I had said soon, 
and that was an hour ago. So I think that's probably a decent place to, to stop, but for some reason that, that whole excerpt um, really stood out to me. And maybe it's simply because he's describing the writing process and, and the difficulty uh, around it. And I feel like um, I, uh, I'm interested in that. And it's something that um, that I can't that I, I spend a lot of time in and the way that he talks about what he's doing wrong, how it's how he even says writing is about breaking things down and destroying things. And then he talks about um, how ways not to write. And he talks about form and he talks about style and all of this kind of stuff and his opinions there. So um, something about those things um, seemed meaningful to me. And I, and I, as soon as I read that, I just felt like, hmm, it struck me as, uh, as important in my mind. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear on the mic, but I can. And my stomach is a continuously uh, grumbling. The last week or so, I'm awoken each night by this uh, pain in my stomach. Um, maybe it's a, a long bout of trapped gas, um, something of the sort, something of the sort. But um, whatever it is, I can hear it in the mic, and it's been fucking up my life um and uh just kind of part of this multitude of of strangeness i feel like i've been um experiencing this past week there's nothing that's actually wrong everything is fine but somehow the 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 i i have a something is very off from my perspective these this last week the spring season, I know, is exciting to some, but to me, the change of it is actually always feels pretty hectic and and almost uh, there's a weird violence to it. Uh, our cat is going crazy every day. He just can't seem to calm down. Um, incessant meowing, and he's just uncomfortable. And I think um, I think I feel similarly to him. But um, but that's where I'm at at the moment, I suppose. I hope on your end, things are more calm and, and um, you know, you're not dealing with the weirdness. But to um, report on my end, um, things are just strange at the moment. I also, as you know, have a baby coming in about two months. I think that the um, the the my anxieties about that have thus far been quite calm, and only for the most part just been you know an excited thing. But it seems like now I'm not panicking. But I'm a little like, uh, fuck, uh, wait a second, what do I need to do, etc., etc. Um, I think another reason while I'm why I'm why I've really kind of zoned in on this book is that he does talk a lot about raising kids at times, and um, so I think while I should be reading baby books of how to swaddle the baby. I'm kind of procrastinating and instead reading this shit. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think if I was able to focus and maybe kind of really get into these baby books, it might calm me down a bit or make me panic more because the truth is every time I open the fucking thing, um, 
you know, I read a couple pages and then it feels all too real. And I need to like, you know, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I need a sec here. So anyway, um, that's a part of it too. Um, creatively, uh, I think I'm, I'm struggling. This has been an ongoing kind of thing that, that, um, at the moment, I don't know my, my point of view, my perspective in my writing feels really fucked. It may be because I'm just simply writing too often for, and too much. Um, and I'm just like, I've exhausted things that I don't really know which way is up. Um, or I'm just figuring it out. Um, but I, I feel confused as to what the fuck I'm doing um, when it comes to writing. But when I really think about it, it's like, when does it not feel like that? Uh, again, another reason why I feel like that small excerpt of him simply sitting in his room, um, you know, not really like deleting shit and not accomplishing anything and comparing himself to other writers. <laughs> and can, and that's the work day. I'm like, yeah, that feels very, that feels very real to me. Um, I made a video on YouTube this week as I have, um, every week for a little while now and will continue to do so. And it's both great and both, um, was and both a disaster. Um, it's like, um, this video where I'm trying to, I'm basically just having a breakdown inside of the video, trying to understand what the fuck I'm even doing by making a video. Um, and, uh, and I have no idea from the outside, um, what this may feel feel like on the receiving end, I suppose. That said, I feel like the path I've chosen um, is to go ahead and make the next one in more or less the same way. And, uh, and uh, just keep trying to figure it out. But the the let me try to let me try to articulate this. The way that I like reading this book, and it's not only about writing, but the the there's those expert excerpts that are talking about the writing process, the creative process. I love I always love reading. And as you know, I love talking about that stuff. So when I'm making these videos and they end up being about making videos and about what that is like and how fucking weird it is, it's like, of course, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm actually interested in. But then I start beating myself up because I'm like, what making videos about making videos that aren't actually about anything are stupid. I get really like, this is fucking dumb. You're, you're wasting your time and this is bullshit, but also I'm, I'm satisfied by it. And it's kind of where I know I need to go. So that's a lot of what the video is, is about. That's where I'm at right now. And, um, and we'll see what, what the next one really ends up being. I keep trying to like write these, write, you know, these narratives in, in almost like fictional videos or, or stories from, uh, the past or from my life or something. But, um, it seems like any written narrative structure inside of those videos, it just kind of clashes at the moment. And if I can see the structure of it, where I, where I know what the form actually is, then I get, then I'm bored of it and I don't want anything to do with it. So it's like, if every video is not completely feels, feels wrong, 
if it doesn't feel like it's fucking like so um odd i suppose or so like not what it should be then i get it then i that's when i become interested but then i feel weird because i'm watching this it's like what the fuck what am i doing but i need it to feel fucked up in order for me to um a properly express myself and b for me to be stimulated by creating it so anyway i don't really have a conclusion but no i do have a conclusion the conclusion is i'm happy to talk about it so thank you to this podcast to the earwig review for um for developing itself into a f- this place where I can um, where I can talk and truly um, it's, it's it's so it brings me um, a lot of comfort and happiness to to um, to have this podcast and when I started doing it I felt really like a lot of mixed took a while took like and I haven't even been doing it for that long I'm doing for 33 weeks Um, but I don't know if that's a long time or not it's not really a long time at all but it's actually kind of you know it's it's something but it, it took a while to get there, to get to a place where I'm like seeing it as like this, this really kind of like, um, I'm really starting to enjoy it. And it's very kind of this comfort knowing that it's, that I get to do it on the weekend, on Sunday. And, uh, you know, all that, that good stuff about that comes along with it that I'm trying to get at. But then but that came through through a lot of discomfort and just through keep through continuing to do it and i don't really know i guess sometimes every project's kind of like that and one of the great things about the the podcast is it never really needs to go away and same as the posts the problem with like um when you're when you're like working on a project and then you have to finish it and then all that momentum and everything you were kind of getting at you have to kind of let it go and then and then you're sad and you and it and you kind of have to start from scratch so really it's the the constant discipline i guess of doing something that it makes it a more enriched experience so how do i i think what i'm trying to do is apply that mentality to all of the things in my life so that i feel fulfilled by them and the posts have it going enough that they kind of supported the podcast and now the podcast has it enough. So those, those things are working really well. And then there's like this, this another section though. And, and, and that's where I'm, I'm feel like I'm struggling. It's like the, it's the space for the YouTube videos and like the space for, you know, the longer pieces of writing and just all that other shit. And I'm just like, it feels, doesn't, it feels very prickly. And I really want to work that out. Anyway, I hope with the YouTube videos, by just doing them every week, it'll eventually, I'll feel like I'm in a better rhythm with it. And that, um, And that it's great.
So there's your intro. And uh, let's, if I may, with your permission, I shall move into this week's poems. Starting with number one. Um, this one is is called Thinking About Poems. <clears throat> the point of writing a poem is to find a way to describe something that you are not capable of describing unless you write a poem. A good poem describes something you know but don't have the ability to explain. A good poem describes an idea that cannot be described without warping ordinary speech. A good poem must be idiotic, wrong, and weird. It must be cheap. A good poem should be written and read without much effort. A meal becomes poetic when it is something more than the sum total of its ingredients. If you go to a restaurant and eat a slice of pizza and it reminds you of a time 20 years ago when you were at swimming lessons, the slice has become poetic. You cannot explain how that moment felt, but you experience it briefly from eating the pizza slice. I know that the logic of what I'm saying doesn't track completely, and that's okay. I told you it needs to be idiotic, wrong, and weird. So, I have done what I intended. Um, that's a unique one. And I wrote that while I was um, helping my friend... Um, film do his do a short film um and i was sitting you know as the camera people were doing the camera things um and i was really just uh helping him with the audio it was like very this is like you know one of my closest friends in the world um and i used this very microphone and this very zoom recorder and i brought them over and and we put them by the camera and we recorded what the guy said um it wasn't even in english <laughs> i had no idea what he was saying and they were shooting on a film camera so um it takes a lot of time to shoot on those things it's very finicky so i said i had a lot of time sitting around waiting for them to do their thing. And I suppose um, this is what I came up with as I was kind of twiddling my thumbs. And so, um, so usually I write these posts, you know, at my desk, at home, on my computer. And this one I kind of wrote um, sitting on a chair on a cell phone, which is different. And you can see the difference in tone. But I think that I generally, um, you know, it was helpful for me to write all this stuff out. Um, do I have anything more to add or, or elaborate on? Not really. Um, my lip is so fucking chapped. Please excuse me as I apply. Let's do some, uh, what do they call it? ASMR, if that's the right thing. I'll put on lip chap. There you go. Much better. Um, I think that, that what I disagree with with this, I think the way this was written, I suppose, if I was to kind of edit it out, uh, is that there's kind of the end part where it goes, I know that the logic of what I'm saying doesn't track completely, and that's okay. I told you it needs to be idiotic, wrong, and weird, so I don't want to do But the truth is, uh, it's not really idiotic wrong or weird uh i definitely have many examples of poems that i've written that are in that that are like that but this one just simply isn't it's actually very everything's written in logical sentences so i would kill that bottom the bot that bottom part uh and try to write a different ending maybe you cannot explain how the that moment felt but you experience it briefly eating the pizza slice you know, I'm like, yeah, that's like a fine example of what I'm saying in the beginning about about poems. Uh, but that doesn't quite feel like an ending. So anyway, I don't think this one really landed on its feet, but um, but I think it it 
actually, I'm trying to support myself, I suppose, um, in, in this kind of, you know, writing stuff and be like, it's okay that you feel like you're writing dumb shit all the time and taking it really seriously and you don't have any science to back it up <laughs> or any, many intelligent thoughts at all. I don't know. Thinking about poems. It's also such a fucked, you know, I think the, the impulse to write poems every day in 2023 it just feels so fucking dumb um and i don't feel confident or necessarily uh it's such like a a, a lame fucking um thing you just feel like such like a fucking pussy ass bitch i think <laughs> and and there's just like it comes with the territory and sucks um, I know there's like a lot of like tough guy fucking poets you can look at as examples, but at the end of the day, it's like you're writing about your stupid feelings and that kind of stigma, um, that, it, you know, of like sad poetry fucking shit. It's just like, oh man, uh, <laughs> it sucks, but, uh, a little late for that, I guess. Anyway, maybe, okay, let's say, let's, let's try to get over that. You know, it's like, okay, sometimes when you're feeling you're self-criticizing and whatever, you can catch a, a thought like that. It's like, just... You can get over it. So, uh, maybe that'll be next week's goal. Um, let's say I'm going to write on my post note here. Uh, don't, uh, don't, uh, I'll say it this way. Get over uh being a bitch <laughs> uh you know fuck off something like that uh i'll look at this this post it tomorrow at some point and be like what the f what what was i talking about this makes no fucking sense um, but anyway, let's just try to make a point of that. And I hope on your end, you know, if you have certain things about, you know, your, whatever you're doing, whatever you're creatively, what, whatever you're doing and feeling like is fucked and you're worrying about how the world sees you or how you see yourself and you're carrying some baggage like that, it's like, figure out a way to fucking let it go. That's what we gotta do. It's not helping you. It's not helping anyone. It's not even real. It's just your own insecurity. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, it comes up. Sure, it's valid, but let's figure out a way to, uh, move on <laughs> to better problems that's what i'm saying all right let's go to the next post a real friend i talked to my friend this morning excuse me i talked to my friend this morning we talked things over it was worth it to be honest with one another and now we are on the same page again. A real friend will not act like a little bitch <laughs> in the face of conflict. A real friend will hear you out and know that you are trying to sort things out. 
You don't get many real friends in life. Sometimes you tell them what you think and they reveal themselves to be call me bastards. And sometimes you tell them what you think and they think that you're a call me bastard. But I suppose we're all call me bastards at heart. Do not be afraid to be a stubborn prick when the time is right. Because if you are not that, then you are not anything. A real friend will know what you're saying and it will be all good. Um, that essentially the same that when I was, I was helping my friend shoot and um, it just took so fucking long. <laughs> it's like, well, what I thought was going to be like, you know, maybe a three or four hour day ended up being like six and a half hours and my patience just fucking was gone. Um, but we were so, I felt so stretched for time this week with Passover and with fucking all of these like little things and I got sick and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was just, I feel like I was just being stretched so far and, uh, and I kind of broke, but we had a good talk and, uh, I really appreciate this guy. And, uh, you know, I couldn't, I remember trying to write that. I wrote, tried to write that, that poem a few times and I couldn't really get to the sentiment of like what, um, what the, our friendship means, you know, you got the, the few friends in life that that you can really count on. Um, and it's crazy how rare those those friendships are. Maybe that's just, a, maybe that's more me. But I actually don't think that's true. Most people I know, you just have like a few people that you really kind of clicked with. And most people you meet, it's just hard to like really get that connection with. Um, but to really articulate that, it's, it's really hard. I don't think I totally pulled it off in that post. Um, I think I like, you understand what I'm talking about, but I don't think you really feel the, what, I don't think you really, I really got to the sentiment of it in a real way. So I'll have to try again one day talking about friendship. Um, so yeah, that's what it is. Conflate everything. A crumb on the ground next to a pool of slime. Sometimes you begin to say a new word and you feel smart, but people know that you are saying a new word. The word lately for me has been conflate. Do not conflate the pot can tab with the recycling bin. Do not conflate the crumb on the ground with the pool of slime. As I was walking earlier, I was thinking about some stuff. How you do one thing is how you do everything. It is indisputably and undoubtedly true. So at the end of the day, I suppose we have no other choice than to conflate everything. Um, this is the beginning. I started to use this kind of stars, just like star, 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 um, to kind of divide up the poems here. Um, and I think I go on to do it a few times. It's like, I don't know why, where that came from in this case, but I, when you're reading it, when I'm reading it out loud, it's not like, um, I can kind of know where those are. Maybe I should get like a little bell or something and be like, when I hit a star, star, sorry, we could give you a little bling. Um, or, uh, yeah, but but visually, I feel like it um, makes a difference. So when you're talking about conflating things, combining two, two things that don't um, necessarily um, have anything to do with one another, and then um, 
And then that that saying, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Probably my favorite kind of um, phrase. Like there's one kind of like words to live by on my end. I feel like that one never really gets boring to me and never really fails to um, kind of clarify a lot of the anything that the bullshit in my life it's like you know it's a good one it's a good one to have around but it really conflates everything let me look up conflate because i'm like conflate let's get a definition combine two or more texts into one so it's really just, okay, conflation is the merging of two or more sets of information, text, ideas, or opinions into one, often in error. So what I'm trying to understand is, technically, does the word just mean to combine things? Or is the negative connotation... Um, inherent to the to the word as well and it seems like technically no like technically um it does it does just mean to combine two ideas but commonly there's a negative connotation you're like hey you're conflating those things so that's what we've that's what we've learned. So anyway, it's good to conflate things. How you do one thing is how you do everything, right? But also when you're conflating things, you're uh, you can you can be fucked up as well. So always um, always a nuance there. Okay, this one is called I hope Dave is all right it was an unproductive day today I've been battling some kind of weird sickness my brain feels dizzy and somehow electrified I may have melted my mind from being on the computer too much I've tried to stick to my notebook and library book but I'm addicted to this machine I'm a slug who has been struck by lightning one time, in junior high, a fight broke out between the grade 8s and the grade 9s. I was riding my skateboard and grabbed a pizza pop off the ground. I tossed it at this guy, Wade, and at the same time, he tossed a Slurpee at my head. I wonder if I got brain damage and it is finally catching up to me. My friend Dave got a garbage can beat onto his head that day, too. Hopefully, he's all right. Um, it's a good one. And there's a star, star, star in the middle that I totally just grazed over, but it was like, you know, it was there and I didn't have a sound effect. But I think that, um, as far as what I've been trying to say this whole podcast of like, I feel fucked up. This is a pretty good explanation. I just feel like this is just, you know, just odd. I hope Dave is all right. Yes. And I, I remember, so I was I, like, there was this pizza pop on the ground and I tossed at this one guy, it was just like a war. For some reason i don't there was no reason why it's just like okay we're fighting now and all those guys are fighting us and uh and i remember he had like a most like a full slurpee and it just and he tossed it and it fucking hit me in the head it didn't hurt but it was just like to have a, a um something so cold 
<laughs> explode on your head. I'll never forget that feeling. Um, I'm really resisting making like brain freeze puns, but you know, uh, but then I, I was like, oh fuck, what just happened? And then I remember next thing I saw was like this other guy was like, had a, this like metal garbage can and he was like holding it above his head and fucking hitting my friend Dave on like just hitting him with the garbage can. I was like, holy shit. Like it was such this feeling of like, you know, fuck, I just got the Slurpee. I thought I had problems. And then I go look at Dave. It's like, oh, Jesus, man. Like, <laughs> he's getting fucked up. And then I think another guy came. Uh, I think that guy Liam came or something and like really fucking, I don't know, like that that garbage can thing caused like a bunch of other guys to just come and fuck up the other guy, whatever. I don't know. It was so long ago. Uh, I guess it was like 20 years ago. If I'm like, I'm 35 now, I, I would have been, uh, I'd say 15, maybe. Um, and, uh, and then at the end of that, we all had to go to the, um, the principal got all of us somehow figured out, he must have talked to fucking, I don't know how we knew. But we got everyone who was in the fight <laughs> uh, got called in and we went into the band room. And so we were sitting like he had us like we we're just sitting in rows uh, like in with like where the music stands were, I think, after school. And, and he was trying to like talk to us about like, hey, guys, you can't have like an all out fucking war during lunch hour. <laughs> We're like, yeah, okay. Like we know. <laughs> and um and the thing was like a lot of the I remember like there was a few of like the grade nines that I was friends with and I knew some of the grade eights and nines were like friends and in some cases siblings. I remember one guy, his brother was like there. And I was like, we didn't like hate each other, but like for the that was just how the fight went that day and uh it was kind of like a, there was like a weird camaraderie that now that all both sides were getting in trouble by the principal it was almost like you know that was that really kind of smoothed things over or something i don't know i would love to hear um some other guys that were in that fight, what they had thought. And by the way, who fucking narked us out? And, and like, how did they know that we were the guys in the fight? Someone must have told them. And, and I wonder how that happened. So if you were there that day, um, you can write into the show and, uh, and share your side of the story. And, uh, and, and we'll get to the bottom of that right away. Okay. I got two left. How's our timing doing? Uh, 50 minutes. I thought with that extended intro, this was going to go right over time, but, um, but we're doing okay. Um, Okay, due in two months. I was sick since last Saturday, but I'm feeling better today. Sometimes when you are sick, it seems like you might die. I got to thinking that in 10 years, my kid will only be 10. That made me feel pretty young. I'm happy knowing that I'm going to live. I'm thinking of what I'm looking forward to living for. And the thing I am most excited about is having a baby. She is due in two months. Um, 
I am very excited. I think um, as I become anxious about having a kid, there's some like more complicated feelings. I'm also very excited. So the the two, uh, there's no one without the other, I think. So as much as I'm having some more difficult, complicated thoughts, uncomfortable ones, I'm also very excited. Really, I, I really, uh, yeah. That's, it's just gonna be uh, really, really something. And I've also come across this idea that like, wait a second. Now I know how, how blatantly fucking obvious this is, but it hadn't really dawned on me exactly that like five, say five years, it's a long time. A five-year-old is a really young kid. And five years from now, my kid is only going to be five. In 10 years, they're still going to only be 10. I don't think it really occurred to me like how long this goes on for. A 10-year-old is a, like, that's a, still have a lot it takes a long time to grow up it and and um 10 years is a long time it's like you're kind of old when you're 10 like you know when, when you know you can imagine being a kid like listen i'm 10 i'm it's double digits i'm old they feel old it's like because you are 10 years Imagine doing anything for 10 years. Imagine the next 10 years. <laughs> so it's like 10 year olds are, are kind of old. <laughs> um, and it also made me feel kind of young. Cause I'm like, okay, like, you know, in 20 years, my kid will be like going to university. I mean, maybe if they want, I don't care. I think the university is be out of fucking business in 20 years. Like Jesus Christ. At least like, you know, 70% of the programs. <laughs> this is my stat for the day. 70% in, okay, what year is it now? 2023? In 2043, 70% of the university programs will not exist. <laughs> They'll be bankrupt. They are stupid. Um, you only have school for skills you can't learn on YouTube. Uh, you know? But a lot of these fucking programs gotta go. Or like have them but you got to be like like over the age of 40 to like to study you know literature like you can't go into it you have to have an interview with them and they say like are you going is literature going is going to be your career path and and you're 20 years old and you want to study literature and they'll say is this what you want your career to be? And you say, yes. And they say, you can't come. You can only study literature once you're 40. Because it won't do anything for you. <laughs> you need to, if you're going to go to school, you need to go get a skill. Or you're just like living a life of luxury. And that's fine. But like, don't, don't conflate those things. See? That word's addictive. I, f I find that word conflate. I'm super addicted to, as we talked about. Anyway, um, I was thinking a lot about um, when I studied English um, when I was 20. And just trying to like, I don't know, 
really think about what happened and, and what the point of it was and everything. And I dropped out after um, uh, a year and a half or a year. I don't really remember. But um, I, on one hand, I really wish I, I didn't. But on the other hand, I, I understand exactly why I did, and I don't really regret it. So I'm of two minds. But one, I was trying to actually turn this into a um, sort of an animated video of sorts, and uh, this was on Friday afternoon, it was kind of recently. And more or less, here's this, this is the story so many different angles to, to go into it but um let's how do i how do i let's let's go from this angle i took the this poetry class with this guy uh and he was like um like the students hated that class and him i think he was just so harsh and so like you know, talking about these obscure references and going to such detail about how the poems worked and everything. And, and I remember most of the students in that class were just like, what the fuck? Like, this sucks. But to me, it was like, this is fucking, this is the greatest thing ever. And uh, it felt so, so important. I think it was like, I don't know. You get like the Norton um, anthology of like, poems and you just he's like read this one what does it mean read this what does that mean and you and uh you could interpret it but then you'd hear kind of how how he would interpret those poems and it was just like insane and it would just like cause it was just so intense and and so exciting uh, to hear kind of how these things could be interpreted and how much kind of, uh, and, and what they did and how they made you feel and, and how they made you kind of see the world and understand things, I guess. So obviously it had a really big impact on me. And there was one day in this class and a, a few of the, the students were like, Oh, like we're going in the spring break. We're going to like this beach, like, and it's like an like all-inclusive resort for a week, whatever, da, 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 as like college students do. Go for like a real like MTV style spring break. And and the teacher was like, was like, you shouldn't do it. What the hell are you, what are you wasting your time with that? That's dumb. Like, that's not, it's not going to help you. Like, be serious. <laughs> Shit. They're like, yeah, sure. Poetry teacher. Lame. And, uh, He's like, this is what you should do. Go to Rome and sit on a park bench. And I was like, okay. And that summer, I literally went to fucking Rome and sat on a park bench. <laughs> I like did what he said. Like, it's so crazy. I'm like, why did I do that? Like, like that was the the headline that, that, um, that, I followed. I don't know. It's so it's so silly when I look back on it now that I took that so seriously, but I don't know. It just it made sense. I believed him. And so whatever, I was in Europe and I went in, in uh France and Spain and Italy and just kind of wandered around. There's no cell phones. Um like, I don't even know how I got around. I think I must have... I remember, like, leaving my, like, hotel or whatever. is like, hostel-type things. So, it's, you know what it is. And then I would, like, okay, I'm on this street. And then I'd write down the name of the street in my notebook. And then I would, like, walk forward. And then if I turn left, I'd be like, okay, left here. So I would, like, write out the maps. And then sometimes I would get super lost. And I'd, you'd have, like, an actual map. like But you didn't want to go around with this map or you get robbed and, and look dumb. So I would just write it in my book. And I remember doing that. And I remember getting super lost many times. And there's like staying in these random hostels. I don't know how I would have found my way back. Um, and I remember like 
I also drink like so much. I remember just being like blind drunk and lost. <laughs> but somehow you find your way home. I don't know. It's so, um, that feels very different from, from how things are now when we, those phones just really take care of us. Um, so anyway, I do that and I'm like, whatever, trying to write the same way. It's like nothing's changed. I would have been 19. I think I was, I think I just turned 19 if I remember correctly. And, um, and then blah, blah, blah. I'm like fast forwarding drama that I'm trying to stick on like one train of thought with this story because it could easily spiral out. But when I went back to school the next term, I guess after, I think I actually went for a, a, the later summer term even, or it was fall, I don't know. And I wanted to go find that teacher. Um, I think I was even enrolled in his next follow-up course. It's like the 202 class or whatever they call it. But I'm like, but he wasn't there. So I like went and like talked to, I don't know, I guess the admin or someone. I talked to some lady. I was like, hey, where's that guy? And she's like, he's dead. He had like a brain tumor and just like died suddenly. So I was like, what? So there's something about that whole experience of like kind of following this train of thought and being like influenced by this perspective and this person and and then and then he just kind of disappeared off the face of the planet while he died and then i was like oh now what do i do um so that that always that stayed with me i don't know i don't really know it maybe was no more complicated than than that but the way that that all kind of felt was just like huh what the fuck so yeah let us move on to the final poem of the week called sun left i would like to go for a walk in the park but instead i'm sitting here looking at my hand i should have gone earlier but now it's almost dinner time so i'll have to go after we eat Last night when we were watching TV before bed, I became hungry. I went downstairs and there were a lot of boiled eggs left over from the Passover Seder. I microwaved one and when I bit into it, it exploded all over the cabinet and the counter and the ground. I know that sounds like something I would make up, but it happened. If you have a hard boiled egg, you should put it in the microwave. If it doesn't explode there, it will explode when you take a bite out of it. It will burn your tongue and seem quite and seems quite dangerous, but it was the craziest thing that's happened to me in a long time. I'm looking forward to eating dinner. I've become very hungry, thinking about that exploding egg. I'm looking forward to going on a walk after we eat. I hope that there is some sun left when we go. And the truth is, there was no sun left when we went. <laughs> how sad <laughs> um, and the same thing happened this morning I was like I didn't go for, I was like I, I, got, I should go for a walk I've really found if you wake up and go for a walk right away you're, you'll, you'll be better off than literally any other thing you can do just start start moving and just you know that kickstarting your your life that that your day that way with just that kind of movement seems to really go a long way than like the slow i know it's nice but like it's awesome to do that um and today i kind of fucked it up i just like i was sitting and writing my stupid journal blah 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 but I was, I was upset. Like, that's the thing. I was like, I woke up and my, my, I had too much negative emotion to, to, 
and not enough discipline to get myself out the door. And I was stewing and trying to, I think I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, oh, maybe if I write out the fucking feelings, then it'll go away. And uh, this egg thing was fucking crazy. I'm not kidding. I like took the egg and I bit into it and it literally exploded. Like there was a loud pop and it went all over the place. And, uh, and it was, it was hilarious, but like, holy shit, that was fucking crazy. And that was the final poem for today's episode. So that's, that's what I have for you this week. Go to YouTube and watch the last video I made. And uh, maybe you'll think it's bullshit. Maybe you'll like it. But the truth is, I could use some input. I could use some... uh, um, Something. I guess I'm asking for some... uh, Some dialogue. So... Take a look and let me know. And uh, I hope things are going well on your end. Um, And, you know, if, and I hope you're sharing your work and finding a way to, to get it out there. It's really fucked. It's really antagonizing to share your work and to, to, to put yourself out there. Um, but if you don't do it, then it's worse than doing it and feeling like you suck. So give it a shot and know that if you're scared of doing it, you should be scared because <laughs> it's fucking hard and it sucks. So you're right. All of those feelings about why you're scared, you're exactly correct. So don't try to pretend like those don't exist and that your intuition isn't actually correct and that it is kind of a weirdly dangerous thing. But I need you to do it um, because it's important. So thank you and we'll see you again next week.